It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. It's time to call the hogs. We're talking two different Arkansas Razorbacks today, Anthony Black, Nick Smith Jr., their draft status. But here's the question Leaf Tulin and I are going to try to answer. Which one's going to be the better NBA player? You are Locked On College Basketball, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hey there, welcome in to Locked On College Basketball, the only daily national college hoop show out there. I'm your host today, Isaac Shea. Joining me as he does every single stinking week is our guy, Leaf Tulane, sitting right over there. And I got to tell you, we're, we're vibing on the French Open right now. Any other tennis fans out there, let us know, holler at us. But man, Leaf and I are geeking out on it right now. Hey, folks, we want to thank you for making Locked On College Basketball your first watch or first listen every single day. And today's episode is brought to you by Bird Dogs. Go to birddogs.com slash college, and when you enter promo code LOCKEDONCOLLEGE, they'll throw in a free custom Bird Dogs Yeti-style tumbler, just like this one that I'm showing on camera if you're watching with every order. Leaf, you got one of those? Uh, I do. I've yet to use the tumbler, but I've been living in the shorts. Right? Dude, they're awesome. I'm right with you. We'll talk about Bird Dogs later, folks, and Leaf and I will tell you why we love them so much. All right, coming up on the show today, if you've been tracking with us, you know that every week leading up to the NBA draft, which, by the way, is two weeks from today when you're watching or listening to this on Thursday, June 8th, every week we're doing a draft profile of a college player and and where they're projecting the land. We've gone through a whole host of them. If you want to watch back, make sure to check out our playlist that's got all those. But today... You're getting a two-for-one deal, folks. Two birds with one stone here. We've got two Arkansas Razorbacks that project to maybe be lottery picks. We're going to have to see what happens. Um, And so we're bringing all that together, two freshman guards. And then we want to look at kind of comparing them, uh, who's going to have the better NBA career, all of that type of stuff. So, Leaf, let's start with the player that at this time last year we didn't think we'd be starting with in any Arkansas NBA draft conversation and that's Anthony Black because again this time last year it was Nick Smith Jr. who we all expected to be the highest uh, college player coming out at least that's what a lot of people were projecting but we know that now it's it's kind of Anthony Black and so we want to start with him and so I'll just ask it to you this way Leaf why has Anthony Black shot up as high as he has? Well, I think it has a lot to do with there was I think there was a misconception among a lot of national like media outlets coming in that Nick Smith was the point guard and Anthony Black was the two guard just because of their heights. Yeah. But Anthony Black was always the point guard and what's really making money today in the NBA is positional size and if you play anthony black as a two guard he's still pretty big but imagine him at a point guard all of a sudden and now you have a six foot six guy with a 39 inch vertical who plays like his hair's on fire on offense and defense (laughs) and um it's interesting you mentioned how nick smith was largely considered to be the top uh college prospect he was someone that i never really liked um coming out of high school like and i'm gonna put this in terms of relative things Compared sure. to compared to everyone saying he could be a top five pick, right. <laughs> yeah. I always I always had him around ten to fifteen. Okay, personally, and uh, Anthony Black I actually was lower on too. And then I watched him play in the very first I think they played two games 
and one of them was against Louisville, who was horrible. But I was like, my goodness, this guy goes to the rim, he dunks it like he's way more athletic than I realized in the half court. I might, I might have to move him up. So I, when I did my very first big board, I think I had Anthony Black about seven and Nick Smith like twelve. Mm-hmm. So throughout the year, I've been on Anthony Black being the better pro, and I still will be there. But I think there's a world where the upside favors a guy like Nick Smith Jr., who's got this like ball creation ability, because there's a world where a team really needs that. Whereas Anthony Black's never going to be a team's leading scorer. And so, and honestly, I mean, you talk about Anthony Black being six six. I mean, with that fro, he's like six feet forty seven inches tall. It's so awesome, man! Like maybe best hair in the draft. I'm right with you. Like it. I I was not as ahead of that game as you were. Like I, you know, um, more so on the Anthony Black side of it, I hadn't done a good enough job of realizing what he was capable of until just like you were saying, it's like as Arkansas as Arkansas started playing, it's like, all right, Eric Musselman must have known what he had, but he wasn't letting us know. But this dude is doing doing it all. And so um, I love all, all of that bounciness, that athleticism, that getting to the rim. Um, and so that's really, really interesting to me. And so, Leaf, you talked about that he's never going to be the leading scorer for a team. But why is it that, you know, I, I know we get it in the college game. We understand why a facilitator uh, like Black and somebody that can create for himself as well is such an important piece, an important cog in the wheel. But why are NBA teams valuing that so much? Well, I think it's because there's only so many stars and superstars in the NBA. And there are so many more players that are, that there's an overused word now, it's connective tissue. And I think he's somewhere in between that and a star in terms of his role. He can be a star in his role. And you know exactly what he's going to give you. He's going to give you great point of attack defense. He's going to rebound from the guard spot. He's going to create for others. Like Arkansas, for those of you who watch a bunch of college basketball that listen to this, their offensive spacing was putrid. It was horrible. And he was still able to get to the rim, and maybe he missed some floaters and like touch can improve, his shot can improve. I know he shot only 30%. But now you imagine the NBA's modern spacing and someone who's able to go downhill, he's going to rebound. Uh, there's a lot of players that that really have a similar skill set that have thrived in the NBA and they've been less athletic. Like, I don't <laughs> think he's the I think he's the uh, got the similar traits to Josh Giddy. I don't think he's got quite the vision mm. or passing that Josh Giddy has. But you hear that toss around, you toss around like Alonzo Ball that scores yep. differently. Yep. I don't think he's quite got quite the vision Alonzo Ball does. And then. This one's like the the bust label, like, oh, let's beware of Anthony Black. It's Michael Carter-Williams. But people forget Michael mm-hmm. Carter-Williams played in an era that was a little different, and he yep. still won Rookie of the Year. Yeah. And, like, so I, I, I've kind of – I think I had Anthony Black as high as seven at some point. I, I mentioned that it was my initial one. I kept him there for a month or two, and I've slowly moved him down, and right now he's at 10. And, and I know that's not much of a drop, but the more I think about it, I'm more tempted to move him up just because I think there's so many teams that – would envy what he does and and could Mm. use it in a conducive way to success. Whereas in college, you almost became like bored with how the Arkansas played because he'd just go down to the hill. Like like he'd go to the rack and it would be like, Oh, throw it off the glass. And you'd be like, (laughs) Oh, clearly he doesn't have shot creation, but it's not his fault that there was no spacing on a team. And he was just like forced to do a ton. So the more I think about him, the more I think he's got a projectable skill set for the NBA. Mm. That is good. Yeah. 
So you have him 10th right now. That's where we're looking at Anthony Black, which would be in the lottery, kind of the second, third there of the lottery. And you talked about, man, like all these numbers, because with him, it, it isn't just about getting to the rack. As you said, Leaf averaged 5.1 rebounds per game, 3.9 assists. And the one that really jumps off the page at me is 2.1 steals. Although I guess we should make sure to admit that uh, had a negative assist to turnover ratio, at least in terms of um, per game where he had three point, uh, no, I'm sorry. I was thinking steals, uh, had a positive assist to turnover ratio, but did average three turnovers per game. So that handle is something that he'll need to work on. But I love, um, as a big guard, the way he's able to do all those things, not just score, not just rebound, not just dish, but bring all of that together. But you talked about the three point shooting leaf and, and that's what I want to ask about because as you said, average just 30.1% from three and only 2.6 attempts a game. Now we know there are other players out there um, in the NBA right now, you named a couple who just don't shoot from outside, but still succeed at the guard position. Does Anthony Black have to get better at his three-point shot in order to succeed? Or do you think he can um, be a 10-year NBA guy with the level of shooting he's at right now? Uh, I, I think there's an avenue for him to succeed without improvement on his jump shot. I think it becomes markedly easier should he improve. <laughs> I'm not saying become a 40% three-point shooter um, in the NBA. I, I'm saying just become uh, become a guy that they they have a, the threat of him shooting, so it allows him to have more runways to the rim. They have to make the defense bend to the fact that he can shoot. Um, and, and I think that's the easiest thing to improve in the NBA. Like people all get bigger and stronger. People all get um, more intellectually ready for the NBA as they mature. But it's it's easy to say like, oh, this guy's a non-shooter. But you look at players like my favorite stat is Herb Jones shot 7% at Alabama his junior year. <laughs> and then his rookie year in the NBA, he shot 38% from three. Oof. Um, he's not a great NBA shooter, but my point being is you have to like at least close out on him. Right. And so if he can do that and then couple it with his uh, playmaking skills and just instincts, as well as what he's going to do defensively, then uh, then I think you've got a successful NBA player. All right. No reason to think he can't do that, especially as he moves from I got to go to class and practice to just all I'm doing is shooting all day. I think that shot should continue to grow now. We are going to turn our attention to his teammate, Mr. Nick Smith Jr., here in just a second, who didn't have a healthy freshman year, and is that something that has hurt his NBA draft status? We'll talk about that in just a second. But first, I need to tell you that today's episode is brought to you by our friends at Bird Dogs. Listen, I don't know how else to say this, so I'm just going to keep it simple. Bird Dog shorts and pants make you look good. The Bird Dog Stretch Khaki Shorts are designed to fit slimmer through your thigh and leg, giving you a truly sculpted look. And I don't know about you, Leaf, but I need help with a truly sculpted look. Bird Dog Shorts do the exact same thing as what Lululemon does, but they fit way better. And these shorts and pants also fit be better than like regular shorts that are made of stiff, restricting cotton. How so? Well... Bird Dogs has fixed that by inventing cloud knit fabric that looks just like khaki, but stretches so that you get a slimmer fit without sacrificing movement. 
Bird Dogs also uses anti-stink sweat wicking fabric that keeps you cool and dry all day long. And as somebody that wears these all the time, Leaf does as well, we can testify that that is exactly true. In fact, as we said earlier, I'm drinking out of my free tumbler from Bird Dogs right now. I just finished working out a bit ago when I was wearing my Bird Dog shorts. And man, it's so nice to be able to utilize those. So if you're interested in getting some of these too, like me and Leaf, go to birddogs.com slash locked on college. Enter promo code locked on college for a free one of these Yeti style tumblers yourself with your order. Once again, that's birddogs.com slash locked on college for a free Yeti style tumbler. You won't want to take your bird dogs off. We promise you. It's Kubota Orange Day. Shop the year's best selection of Kubota tractors, zero turn mowers, and utility vehicles including the number one selling compact tractor in the USA, and now through June 30. Get 0% APR for 84 months or up to $3,300 off select compact tractors. See the details at KubotaOrangedays.com. Your family, your land, and your livestock deserve equipment they can count on. So find your local dealer today. That's KubotaOrangedays.com. All right. Leaf, let's switch from one Arkansas Razorback to another, Mr. Nick Smith Jr. Now, um, as as we've talked about, like Nick Smith Jr. last season, his freshman year at Arkansas, only played six, excuse me, 17 games. He wasn't able to show off all the things that everyone expected him to do, but he did play. Leaf before we even get into his game, one question that I want to ask is there's this debate that's been going on for a while of like, should you just shut it down or is it better to show what you can do? Zion Williamson was an example of this, of somebody that everyone was like, hey, once you blew out the shoe, just don't come back. And yet he did. The same is true of Nick Smith Jr. He was trying to get out there, trying to play for Arkansas. Do you think that was the right decision for him or did he hurt his NBA draft stock? Um, I would say that he didn't hurt it too much if he did hurt it. I think right. the start of the year, he wasn't good enough to have like this, oh, you can shut it down label and like your stock won't fall. Um, so I, I would say that if he hurt it, it's marginal. Mm. I think a lot of people still buy the creation he did in high school, the the ability he still was able to generate shots for himself. Um, and some people view him as a point guard even though he didn't play it at Arkansas. So that helps him because now he's bigger comparative to his position. And like I mentioned, positional size is like the, the key word right now. And like every, all these wings, they're like, oh man, look how big he is compared <laughs> to his position. Look at uh, the big guard, Anthony Black, Osar Thompson, Amon Thompson, all, all these guys. Um, so now if he's a, instead of a two guard, you have a guy, that has a scoring chops and has the creation ability suggesting a good handle. Now can you teach him to pass? And I think that's something they, they like the executives probably believe they can. So I think he's still got a very good chance of being a lottery pick based off upside. I would say his floor is a little lower than some of the lottery guys, Mm. just because you don't know exactly what you're going to get because it's, it's projection rather than what you saw from him at Arkansas this past year. So my guess for him is he probably goes between 11 and 16, somewhere in there. Um, I I actually am a bit lower just because I'm a bit of a skeptic about his point guard prowess. But should he be someone who scores maybe the the ilk of a six-man? Or I used this comparison uh, for Keontae George earlier in the year, and I Mm -hmm. I truly believe that one uh, is, is Jamal Murray. 
And mm-hmm. but I'll I'll say it this way: I don't think he's going to necessarily the player that Jamal Murray was. Jamal Murray was the seventh pick before he learned how to play point guard. He was that good, but now he's a point guard who who's able to run the offense. But he's with an, a generational passer, so he doesn't have the weight of running an offense. Now, if you were if you were to put Nick Smith on a team that has a guy who can run the offense, and so they can like share the duties, and you have his ability to score, now that pre- presents you a large amount of upside, and that's what the appeal is for taking him in the lottery still. And it's the same thing mm-hmm. with Keontae George. So there's a world where he's a better pro uh, than than is Anthony Black. I think Anthony Black's just easier to slot into more teams. Man, that's so interesting. And so, like, it makes me wonder, like, what I know we got, you know, double digit games of Anthony Black and Nick Smith Jr. together. But um, what like. When you talk about Nick Smith Jr. and why you weren't as high on him as maybe some of the other people coming into last season in college basketball, what was it that you think others were so high on? And why do you think it is that you weren't as high on him? Okay, I have an answer. I don't know if it's a good one. but <laughs> So I, I, I played basketball and I was, a, I was a good high school player, but not great. But my issue is I was never able to get to the rim. I wasn't fast enough. So I developed a very good floater and touch. And guile was the way I'd score, shooting and guile. I don't want my lead guard to be reliant on those things. And that's mm-hmm. what Nick Smith was touted for. They're like, man, what a good flat, what a good floater. He's got tremendous like ability to be patient near the rim. I, I don't want my point guard to have those same traits that I would say I had because <laughs> that was my deficiency. So now if you're playing in the NBA, I don't want that to be your glaring deficiency because that's something that's needed at those positions, especially if you're not enormous. Like you, you could offer me a counterpoint of Luka Doncic is the it could be the best considered the best point guard in the NBA right now, and I'd be like, okay, fine with me. But you ask me one other thing: is he's six seven two forty? Like Nick Smith is six three one eighty five, and so the fact that he's not super quick twitchy. Uh, concerned me then because mm. it was against high school athletes. So yes, he was able to get to the rim and throw down some dunks, but it wasn't like, oh my God, he's an other world athlete than these guys right. are playing against. And he should have been in my eyes. And maybe I was being unfair, but that was my reason for being low. And then when I watched him play at Arkansas, granted he had some knee injuries. He, he had stretches where he didn't play. I think I remained consistent. He's got good touch. I never questioned that. He's, he's got an ability to create space for himself but it's different than what I want from someone that I think should be playing the point guard at the next level. So that's my answer. And maybe I'm, maybe I'm just biased and because <laughs> I'm, I'm hating on my own game, <laughs> that's right. but, but it makes sense. Right. But, like, but yeah, no, it, it's, it's the philosophy that I, I typically adhere to unless you're really big and like you can afford guile to be your scoring way. Uh, I'm, I'm typically hesitant to like crown you as someone that I think is worthy of a lottery pick. Well, d- does his frame uh, do you believe his frame projects to be something that he can add enough to to get to maybe, I don't know, like 2 to 210 or 215? Like, can he bulk up that much where he doesn't have to rely on that guile where he can be a little more downhill like Anthony Black is? I, I'm not sure, to be honest. I mean, people develop differently. I think he can put on some weight, but I don't know if it'll ever be enough weight compared to NBA athletes that will be guarding him. Um, to be like reliant on strength because he's just never you're never going to learn to be faster like you can get marginally faster but like it i i I prefer a quick twitch guard unless you're really tall and and that's my that's honestly my preference i love tall guards and he's 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 straddling in between both like he's got elements of each but he's not quite there for either and that was in college 
So then you project it to the NBA. There's better athletes. There's bigger players. And they're smarter defenders. So I, I think all those things work against him. That said, you you can't teach shot making. Um, it's it's a reason that even though I didn't like what I saw from Keontae George um, in person, I saw him play twice. I was I was disappointed, and then I saw him at the combine, and he was the best shooter at a pro day, at any of the pro days I attended. I was like, okay, well, you know what? I can talk myself back into this. But <laughs> George is bigger than Nick Smith, and I think he's never played the point guard. And so if you if he adds that to what he's doing, I think that really makes him a more desirable prospect. And those are two that I think are often compared to one another. Yeah. And yeah, I mean, you look at Keontae George and it's like, bro, I, I am not messing with you. But with Nick Smith, it's like, ah, whatever. Like, not that I could take them because I wouldn't win a fight against anybody, but uh, I would be more scared to fight Keontae than I would Nick Smith. Now, leave one final question about Nick before we kind of move into projecting out ahead is, you know, you talk about like we got to look at him as potentially like, could he become a point guard in the NBA? And you just look at, at the the raw like per game averages um, and like with Anthony Black, as we talked about, it's 3.9 assists per game. Nick Smith had 1.7 assists, steals. Uh, Anthony Black had 2.1. Nick Smith was at 0.8. With the assists specifically, do you think that's a function of Nick Smith just not capable of doing it yet? Or more that like Anthony Black was just doing it at a much higher level and was running the show for Arkansas last year while Nick Smith was off the ball, so didn't need as much shot creation for others? Yeah, I think he's got the capacity to do it. I think it largely was, oh, Anthony Black might be better at this, and so we'll we'll just have him do it and create for others because you're a better shooter than Anthony Black is. Anthony Black can get to the rim and create for you among as well as others, and, and you can attack closeouts. I think that was probably the coaching structure. Yep. Um, so I, I do believe he's got the capacity to. I just don't think it's as instinctual for him. Mm, um, that makes sense. Like, he, he, to me, is wired as a scorer more than a passer, and and I don't, I, I don't want to compare them as players, but I think the role that he should aspire to is the Jamal Murray one, where he can he can functionally run an offense even without a Jokic in there. Now, should you add a guy like Jokic, obviously, or just like a very watered down version of a secondary playmaker, <laughs> um, then then you can, you really have upside because he can score you twenty a game, and I, and I think he's got the capacity to do that. It's just on what efficiency, and that's the thing about Jamal Murray is Jamal Murray's bigger, a better shooter. And I think he's more crafty. Like, and this is not a knock on Nick Smith. I I think Jamal Murray's a tremendous player. I right. thought that when he was at Kentucky. Right, exactly. Um, so I think that's the role he should aspire to have. And point guard will make Nick Smith more money than two guard. But I think the fact that he's so wired to score allows him to have a couple more chances just because, you know, if you saw him do it at one level, um, like you did in high school, then then there's a very real possibility he can do it at the next. Yeah. Man, and so some of that, it sounds like then will be kind of roster makeup dependent upon where he goes and what he will be asked to do or who's on the floor at any given time. And so it's going to be really interesting to see where Nick Smith does end up going. Does he sneak into the lottery? Um, and let, let's end the Nick Smith conversation on just that point. End of the day, take me two weeks into the future, Leaf. Uh, are both of these guys drafted in the lottery projecting ahead, yes or no? I will say with certain, almost certainty, yes to Anthony Black. Nick Smith, if you look at who's picking like 11 through 14, uh, you've got the Magic. I don't think they'll take him. The Thunder, maybe. 
Toronto. I don't, I don't know if he quite fits the MO, but like they yeah. could afford to take a swing in New Orleans. So if that's the case, I would say New Orleans is the most likely team to take him. Um, so I, I will say, if you ask me like top 16, 17, I'd say pretty sure. Yeah. Uh, I'm, I'm a little less confident about lottery, but, but I say it's probably more likely that both go in the lottery than not. I'm okay. like very narrowly. I, I, yeah. I would, I certainly wouldn't go to Vegas with my, my insights here. <laughs> I, I will, I will eventually try to bet on some of this stuff when I, when I hear some inklings, but this, this is one that I think is really split in hair. So it could very easily be like 14th pick versus 15th yeah. pick. Well, just to project ahead a little bit to get everyone excited, we did a mock draft here at Locked On, and they did both sneak in, by the way. The Dallas Mavericks took Anthony Black 10th, and then the Pelicans, with the last pick in the lottery, took Nick Smith Jr. at 14. And so, sorry if you're wanting to watch it, and I just spoiled it for you, but there you go. Uh, And Leaf and I are both going to be part of that broadcast as well, so make sure you tune in to that. Okay, So we want to move on and look ahead at kind of because these two guys played together last year, a little bit of comparison. Who's going to have the better NBA career? Who's got the higher ceiling, the higher floor? Um, And then I want to talk about is Anthony Black the beneficiary of Nick Smith Jr.'s injuries last year? And we're going to have all those conversations in just a second. It's Kubota Orange Day. Shop the year's best selection of Kubota tractors, zero-turn mowers, and utility vehicles including the number one selling compact tractor in the USA, and now through June 30. Get 0% APR for 84 months or up to $3,300 off select compact tractors. See the details at KubotaOrangedays.com. Your family, your land, and your livestock deserve equipment they can count on. So find your local dealer today. That's KubotaOrangedays.com. All right, we're joined by our guy Leaf Tulin today on Locked On College Basketball. We're talking Anthony Black and Nick Smith Jr., two freshman guards out of the University of Arkansas, both projected first-round picks, maybe even both going in the lottery, as we just said. And so, Leaf, here's where I want to start this final conversation. Anthony Black burst onto the scene last year, as you talked about earlier, had this phenomenal start to his college career but Nick Smith Jr. wasn't part of that lineup. And so I've I've wondered this ever since then. I've battled myself on it so far this summer. Was was Anthony Black the beneficiary of Nick Smith's Jr.'s of Nick Smith Jr.'s injury? Or do you think he would have done this anyway, even if Nick Smith had been in the lineup all along? Uh, I think there's grains of truth to that. I, I think he became more in the spotlight of executives and just how Arkansas played in the, in the realm of college basketball. But I think the fact that you had these unteachable things that he does so well, like he defends unbelievably, he rebounds, he creates and his, his size, he's six foot six and a, a really good athlete. So I think regardless, he was going to be productive and he was going to catch the eyes of scouts and then the fact that I'd say his best trade outside of like athleticism is passing. Mm. It made sense for him to be a, a guard and a point guard, a lead guard. So I think even with Nick Smith being more prevalent, I think it was likely Anthony black was still the point guard. Like I mentioned uh, earlier in the show, I think people had a misnomer on Nick Smith just because of size that he was a true point guard. To me, I viewed him as a shooting guard or at best a combo guard. 
Um, and that's what he'll have to cultivate at the NBA. Whereas Anthony Black was labeled a shooting guard, but truly was a point guard all along. And I, I will admit that I was not as privy to that as I should have been. Mm. And that's, that's probably why I was a little low on him coming in. I, I thought, well, you know what? If this guy can't shoot, like I, I watched a couple games, I was like, he can't really shoot. And if he's going to play the two next to Nick Smith, then I've got my questions. And then from the very first game, I realized I was like, oh, he's the point guard. Like that, that's very apparent. So I, I think there is truth that his stock like gained recognition. It got better um, due to Nick Smith being injured and, and not all the all the time there. But I think it would have been a fairly similar story just because of you can't teach productivity and athleticism like Anthony Black created. Yep. And because of their differing skill sets, it almost feels like it it works well together. They're not butting heads, each trying to um, run the show, as we'll see with some other college teams who <laughs> either don't do it well or have two combo guards in the backcourt and it just doesn't work. Uh, this this did well for Arkansas and Coach Musselman clearly knew what he was doing. I Interesting, and this is probably a conversation for another day, but we just make these assumptions based on you look at a, a player's bio and it's like, oh, there's his height, there's his height, they're the starting backcourt, there's your point guard, there's your shooting guard, and uh, we have to do a better job of looking at actual skill sets. And so that's an interesting uh, thing that we've got to remind ourselves and other people that watch this game. Now, the ceiling question is always the question that comes into play. Who has the higher ceiling? But sometimes I think it's a more interesting question, Leaf, to ask who has the higher floor because that, that person is more trustworthy. That person is like, we know what we're getting night in and night out. And so I, I don't want to ignore the ceiling question, but I first want to ask the floor question. Which of these two players has a higher floor on a night in, night out basis? I think it's clearly Anthony Black just because at the very least you're going to get a plus defender, someone who will rebound and facilitate he may not facilitate at the same level uh as he won't be as much better of an athlete than the average player in the nba than he was in college um but at the very least i think you're getting someone who will put pressure on the rim pass and defend defend guards at a very high level yeah. um, so i think that at the very least you're getting someone like uh alfred payton <laughs> yeah I, I i was going into the bank i hadn't i hadn't thought about this beforehand so i was happy i came up with a decent one there um, but at the very least, you're getting like a backup guard right there. And I think it's more than likely his shot gets better and his facilitation carries over. And now you're getting a starter caliber guard um, that's going to be a very good point of attack defender and someone that hopefully can get you a fair amount of points. I don't think he's an all-star type of player, but he's someone that all teams that are good and have aspirations to win would like. So I think he's got a high floor. Yeah, that, that makes a ton of sense to me. And I would even add in like just the the downhill versus what you were talking about earlier with Nick Smith's floater reliance and other things like that. It's like Anthony Black's ability to get to the rim with his uh, superior height and size to Nick Smith, I think is a more consistent capability too. And all that to me adds up to we're building a better foundation in uh, essentially a higher floor. And then just because of the injury situations for Nick Smith, like that, as if I was a GM, that would give me at least a little bit of pause of like, is that going to be an ongoing thing that we got to worry about? And I know they're doing all their due diligence on the medical side of things, but I'm right with you. I would suggest that Anthony Black has the higher floor as well. All right. So Leaf, last question then, end of the day, which of these two will have the, and we can define this however we want the better NBA career, the longer NBA career, the more successful NBA career. I know that can 
you know, different people can define that different ways. But which of these two do you think that will be? I think it's easier for me to say it's Anthony Black. I think if they both absolutely hit their ceiling, then Nick Smith might have a more uh, coveted role of just like a guy who can score 20 points a game. Um, I don't foresee that for Anthony Black, but I think it's there. There are more avenues for success for Anthony Black, and so that's that's typically if there's if it's it's not like he's just floor. There is upside. I just don't think it's as high as the upside would be for Nick Smith if he hits it. But yeah. it's far more likely that Anthony Black uh, hits to a degree than it is Nick Smith hits to the degree that would be his ceiling. Yeah. Um. So I I'd rely on that like seventieth percentile. <laughs> um, being being like far more conducive for Anthony Black than it is for Nick Smith, and maybe I'm wrong. I mean, I've been wrong before. I will be again. And so have all the NBA teams that are drafting. <laughs> That's right. Um, so I, fit matters a lot too. I, I think if Anthony Black goes to a team that that has other point guards, it might be hard for him to contribute in the way that I think he will. Whereas for Nick Smith, I think that might be good because then he can learn and and play like a, a slower role, and you know figure out how to play in the NBA as opposed to being thrust in there and try to score. So uh, I think it could go either way. If I had to pick who I think is the more likely avenues to be successful, I'd go with Anthony Black. Yeah. It's one of those things like, Hey, we projected the world series a thousand times or ran the simulation a thousand times and 70 of those uh, Anthony Black had the better career. It kind of feels like that. But as you said, if Nick Smith jr., becomes who people projected him ahead of last college basketball season, then you're getting a steal with having him like at the end of the lottery or, you know, somewhere else later in the first round, if he becomes that man, that's massive. But yes, I I think the way you just said that is spot on leaf. There are more projected avenues right now for Anthony black to be that dude going to be really interesting to track both of these young men and see how they do. We're excited for both of them. That that's why we're here. That's why we do this is because we love this sport. We love these young men and we want to celebrate them. So to both Anthony black and Nick Smith jr. Congrats on making it this far and can't wait to see where you go two weeks from today on draft night folks thanks so much for tuning in with us today on locked on college basketball always great to have leaf on make sure you follow him on twitter at leaf to lean t-h-u-l-i-n and leaf is i not an a like the thing on a tree Uh, also make sure you go check out nba big board where he's a frequent contributor there with our guy rafael barlow and all the other great folks on big board If you would, go leave us a review on Apple Podcasts or anywhere else you can leave reviews. Five stars. Talk about why you love the show, why you love when Leaf's on, and all his great insight. Also, please, if you would, subscribe to the show, smash the like button, leave comments on your thoughts on these two hogs. As always, apologies to the lawyer family. Go Wildcats, and until tomorrow when our guy Andy will be right back with you. Peace. Hey, Prime members, you can listen to this Locked On podcast ad-free on Amazon Music. Download the Amazon Music app today.